Now the game may be over, but the best Hawkeye analysis is just getting started. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Ross Peterson and Travis Justice are taking your calls. Sound Off. This is your home for the Hawkeyes. News Radio 1040 WHO. Ross, you know what I love about uh, the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off? Our callers? I, because it is 11.15 at night. The game's been over for almost two hours, right? Or an hour yeah, and a about, half. Yeah, right. And, yeah, the callers are already lined up at 284-1040. <laughs> That's what I love about the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. And speaking of Jethro's, boy, did we have a Jethro's spread tonight. Dude, thank you so much for going on the diet that you're on. What is this thing it's called? It's the keto diet. So or the keto it, diet or something like that. Basically just only meat? Yeah, basically protein. Man, did that pay off today. It did, because we had uh, uh, Jethro's Jakes, or Jethro Jakes out of uh, Altoona. In Altoona, yeah, Jakes uh, and Steaks. Uh, yeah. Brought in uh, prime rib, brought in a ribeye, uh, some wings, just all protein tonight. So we want to thank uh, Jethro's, because they are uh, a friend of the show, and of course this is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Dude, the, the prime rib, and then that other was like the Parmesan-crusted mm, oh, sirloin mm, or something, mm, delicious. Mm, yep, mm, if you headed into town, you know where to go, man. That's right, everybody's driving back from Iowa City right now, because they watched the Hawks improve to 3-0 and on the season, and that is the eighth time under Kirk Ferentz since he started as the head coach that this has happened for Iowa. And, Ross, the truth is when you rack up 545 yards of total offense and you hold your opponent to six yards net rushing, uh, you know good things are going to happen, and that was the exact case today for Iowa. We'll talk about the historical significance of that six yards because that's the second lowest rushing total that a, a Ferentz defense has allowed at Iowa, I thought this was exactly what we wanted to see, yep. Travis, today. You wanted to see them open up the passing game a little bit. You wanted to see them find some sort of rhythm. We had to see somebody that could be a consistent target other than Noah Fant. Nick Easley showed that tonight, getting 10 catches, a bunch of targets. You put this game away early. You're able to get the second and third team out there. A lot of positives for the Hawkeyes. Here's today. what's going to happen. We're on till 1 o'clock tonight. However, if we get to 1 a.m., and people are still driving back from Iowa City and the phones and people still want to talk football. We are willing to go till one thirty. We might even go till 2 o'clock in the morning. So you get to dictate this show. We're here for you. At 284-1040. 284-1040. You can also reach out to us on Twitter at SoundOffWHO. We start in Iowa City tonight. That's where James is. James, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue SoundOff on News Radio 1040 WHO. Hey, great show always. I think that next week is huge for us. Because it's one thing to shut down you and I's running game, but this is an opportunity next week to kind of regain the bullies of the Big Ten. I mean, ever since that fake punt game, it hasn't quite been the same from it was when we from o two to o nine. And I mean, as great as this is, it's an opportunity to go up against the Wisconsin offensive line. What's your take, James? I'm going to ask you one question before Ross wants to jump in. Would you have rather had Wisconsin come in with uh, no losses or one loss like it lost to BYU today? I- I mean, I don't know. It, it, it's ultimately going to be up, come up to can we get them in third and long and get get after them. That's what it's going to come down to. But would you have rather had a top five unbeaten Wisconsin team or a one loss, maybe top ten, top fifteen Wisconsin team? Uh, probably top five. But we do know that there maybe not. This isn't like the twenty ten or twenty eleven Wisconsin offense that was scoring forty points is what we saw today. All right, James. Thanks, man. Here's your answer from Ross. Uh, first of all, I'm on the other side of the question that you asked James there. I, I'd much rather have them lose. I want a team to know that they are beatable. I want a team to know what it's like to have uh, 
have somebody stop them a little bit. But does bit. that matter because this team, Iowa yeah. beat Ohio State last I, year? And that's, I, does it matter? I don't know. But I do think that when you ask the question, would you rather have Wisconsin win this game or lose this game, lose it. Because now they know that they can be beat. They, they can't feel invincible because BYU came into their house and beat them 24-21. to 21. I don't, Does it have the other impact? I don't know. But if they'd have won this game, if they'd have scored a last-second touchdown, won this game 28-24, they would have come in with that same sort of fire as, had, as if they had lost the game. It, it, so I'd much rather have them doubting that dominance. And here I fall in the exact opposite because uh, Wisconsin would have been a top-five team, unbeaten, and when Iowa beats Wisconsin next week, a top-five victory uh, looks a lot better on the resume than a uh, top-ten or top-fifteen. Fair point. But yeah. Kirk Ferentz is, uh, is ready to go against Wisconsin already and knows the Badgers are going to put up a tough fight. Yeah, it's always exciting for everybody to get get involved in conference play, and uh, you know it means an awful lot certainly. And um, you know, one thing you know, I think you know through the years we've just had so many great games with them, and but both teams play really uh, tough football. They play good defense and. I would expect it to be that, that kind of game again next week. Starts at 7 o'clock. Sound off will go on the air probably closer to midnight yeah. next week. Uh, but we're going to be here for you. If Ross isn't. He's going to go fishing in Canada. But it's going to be me and Andrew Downs next week, probably going until 2, 2 thir- 2.30 in the morning. I don't want to get expectations out of whack here, especially since we want to focus on you and I for a while here. Watching that Wisconsin game today against BYU was not impressive. They didn't get a lot of pressure. Yeah. Uh, their defensive line was not able to to put pressure on BYU's quarterback. And Iowa's offensive line should be much better than. And BYU's. with that defensive front that Iowa has, Hornibrook was not that spectacular right. today. And you get some pressure on that, you're going to get get inside his I, head. Jonathan Taylor wasn't spectacular. Yeah. Longest run was 15 yards. He carried the ball 26 times. Did get over 100 yards for the day but not spectacular. You know what I love about this conversation is that, yes, people now know that we watch other college football games throughout the day. <laughs> so 284 We watched a couple we, of shockers today. Yes, we did. And we're getting to the bad day for the Big Ten a little bit later on. But let's go back to the phones at 284-1040. Tom in North Liberty, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Hey, boys. Solid win tonight against uh, Eastern Kirkwood over there in Iowa City. Did make it to the game because I had to work today. Um Big game next week against Wisconsin, like the guy last guy said. But Travis, I got a challenge for you next week. Man. Okay, what's the challenge, brother? Through. Here it is. All right. Last week, the no shirt in the studio. I loved it. Thanks, Here's brother. What I need from you next Saturday. Okay. I need you shirtless, body painted like David Putty Seinfeld style, supporting <laughs> the team. All right. That's what I need to see out of you, and I'll be looking for it on Twitter. Okay. I'll go get some black and gold face paint right now, brother. Man, but you I want love- you want you want the chest and belly and everything, right? And the face. And yeah. the face. Yeah, and the, you know, devil support the team. All right? <laughs> All right, brother. All right, ladies. All right. See you. Do you, pa- you paint that belly and head black? Yeah. You're going to look like an eight ball. I know. That's true. I'll put, a, I'll put an eight right there on the belly. <laughs> 284-1040. Let's go out to New Jersey. That's where John is. John, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Good to have you back again, sir. Once again, thanks for taking my call, guys. Uh, it is great to be uh, talking to you after we are 3-0. and in back-to-back season for uh, only the second time in the Kirk Ferentz era, and the first was 2008-2009. Wow. Didn't, that's a, that kind of shocks me, John. Uh, that's, that's one of the stats I came up with. This that's a good also, one. So this uh, today was the second lowest uh, rushing yards allowed output since we allowed negative six yards against Kent State in 2004. So I think you're now seeing it. I, I don't want to put the cart before the horse, but when BYU goes into Wisconsin, 
runs the ball 28 times for 191 yards. Horny Brook regresses and looks like he did last year. I think you're starting to see the magical seasons that Iowa has. It starts on the defensive line with great pressure, and then it starts to build out from there. And, uh, Travis, i got to push back on you saying that you wanted a top-five win. Uh, it would have had game day here. I get that a top-five win would look better on the resume, but I'll take a top-15 win against a nationally respected Wisconsin team without all the hype and without game day here because I like our chances going into next week. I like our chances anyway. I, I, I really do. I mean, if, if Nate Stanley – and I, I use this an, an analogy with Ross – uh, right towards the end of the game. I said, you know, this offense looks good today. 545 yards total offense, but is it a false positive? Yeah. Y- 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 I mean, and, I, and I think it is, yeah. I mean, in a little way. Because you are, it's you and I, and that ha- that's the filter you've got to run yes. through. So, but, I, but I like him next week, John. I, anytime you got the Hawks under the lights at Kinnick, especially in a big game, I like their chances, mm-hmm. brother. It's going to be the latest game, I believe, in uh, Kinnick Stadium history. So the fans are going to be lathered up. And I, I think and they're always lathered up. It's, 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 exactly. Listen right. to the show, John. You'll hear it in a few minutes, man. Seven. Yeah, you give them seven thirty to drink those Miller Lights instead of seven. It's just going to make it that much more raucous. One last thing, and then I'll let you go. I find it interesting that when you saw NIU go out and take Utah uh, late into the fourth quarter a couple weeks ago or last week. And then you saw Iowa State hang around with Oklahoma. I think you're seeing that the quality of the first two opponents that Iowa played compared to Wisconsin against Western Kentucky and against who they played last week compared to this week, I think it prepares the Hawkeyes for what should be a knockdown dragout fight. I'll go out on a limb and say it now, Iowa 27 Wisconsin 21 in a dogfight. John, thanks, thanks a lot, John. man. Appreciate, Appreciate the call. He, one thing he brought to the table, uh, Travis, that I, I hadn't realized, the amount of rushing yards that BYU put up on yeah. Wisconsin today. 191 rushing yards, two touchdowns on the ground. And remember, next week, you could have Ivory Kelly Martin back, or as Coach Ferentz refers to him, Kelly Ivory Martin. Yeah, you'll hear that a little bit later on. <laughs> but uh, Torin Young with 14 rushes today, uh, 82 yards. Mackay Sargent with 15 rushes, 72 net yards. Uh, Sargent went really good, especially when you look at the all-purpose yards, and he was able to catch the, the football coming out of the backfield, and, and, too. And Gary and Ed named him their uh, their player of the game. It was yes. a good performance. Yes. Uh, 284-1040, there are a couple lines open. We'd love to hear from you. We're on to 1 o'clock this morning, or tomorrow morning, because we're not to Sunday yet. But let's go to Anthony in Des Moines. Anthony, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Hey, how about them Hawks? Go Hawks, guys? brother. Well, a couple of my concerns is uh, for coming up for next Saturday. Boy, I'll tell you one thing. Our, our field goal kicking unit really needs to be worked on. Why do you think that what they need to do to avoid getting these blocks and missed field goals? And also, was was the last was the last time we ever went was in Iowa and Iowa State? And I want wait wait Anthony. What was the what was the question about Iowa and Iowa State? Northern Iowa and Iowa State. When was the last time we ever swept those two schools? And uh, I'll hang up and listen, and uh, go Hawks. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Anthony. Appreciate the phone call, buddy. As far as the field goal unit, what needs to happen there? That's a good question. It's probably one that they're going to have to address. I would say if there were two 
problems today that Coach Ferentz is going to want to focus on. Special teams is obviously one of them. Penalties is a huge one. Uh, another 10 penalties today. Is that right, Travis? Uh, hold on, hold on. You you hit me off guard here. I think that. it was 10 penalties on the Hawkeyes uh, today. 10 penalties, 88 wow. yards. Yeah. Uh, a bunch of those came on special teams, and then also we had a field goal get blocked. So that's uh, you know that, that's a concern. Uh, typically in special teams, it's either not paying attention to, to little details or else just not moving your feet like you need to, and uh, those are both concerning. So those are the concerns that he has, and you nailed it. I mean, the special teams and uh, and also the penalties. Ten penalties is way too many. And when he's talking about maybe just paying attention, perhaps, Anthony, he's alluding to that blocked field goal because if you go back and watch the blocked field goal, the left guard doesn't even get out of his three-point stance. The linebacker leaps over him and blocks the, the kick. So that could be what he's alluding to there. That's That's one of the things to kind of – fix that problem. 284-1040. You can reach out to us on Twitter at SoundOffWHO. Let's go up to Clear Lake. That's where AJ is. AJ, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue SoundOff. Oh, boys. I'm heading home, and it was a great night in Kinnick Stadium. It was beautiful. But, uh, Did you I, stay for the whole thing? You leave early. I uh, left a little early getting getting a friend home to Hampton on my way home to Clear Lake, so we're doing good. But uh, i tell you what, guys. It's been a long time since I've seen that big beautiful silver bull sitting in the front of that uh, Iowa Hawkeye building, and I'm ready for him to come back. So let's get this done next week. And uh, The Heartland Trophy. He's ta- the, yeah, right, you should have seen Ross's face. Ross, Ross is like, what's he talking I'm about? Like, what in the hell is AJ talking about? I'm thinking of you and I. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? what? Bull, yeah, I know now. I'm thinking of you and I. I'm like, what in the hell Do you see the theme here? About? Nobody wants to talk about Northern Nobody. Iowa. Yeah, it's Wisconsin. This, Everybody's is, focused on next week, man. Game. It's done. I want the big silver bull in Iowa City, baby. Let's get that done next week and get it done. get it handled because I'm going back next Saturday and I want to see us beat Wisconsin for the first time in a while. So it's time. It's time for that bull to come home, baby. Love it. Thanks Love a lot. AJ, later. thanks Bye. for the phone call, man. Of course, uh, Iowa beat Wisconsin a couple of years ago in the year they went unbeaten, but he's talking about beating Wisconsin at home, he hasn't seen that in a while. So yes, the the bull is the Heartland Trophy. That I'm aware of that. For some reason, my brain was still locked on you well, and I. I, I got to get with our callers, dude. Yeah, yeah, Nobody wants to talk about this game. Everybody's focused on next week. We were doing our Facebook Live videos, yeah, Travis. And the only question we got doing Facebook Live videos was talk about Wisconsin. Yes. I mean, it's like they totally have written Northern Iowa off. They they went to Iowa City tonight, even though it was a sellout. They knew it. It was just like, let's watch the offense get better. Let's watch the offense progress. Let's watch the offense put up um, 545 yards. Let's watch Nate Stanley throw for over 300 yards for just the second time in his career. Uh, have a great night completion-wise. We could talk about that, but why when everybody wants to talk about Wisconsin? Let's go to Lane in Des Moines. Lane, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off on News Radio 1040 WA. Hey, hello, gentlemen. How are you tonight? Great. Well, sir. Go Hawk. Um, I'm just talking about after the Saturday we've had and Iowa winning, who's in uh, charge of the West at this point? Who do you think is going to win it and represent the West in uh, conference game? There's a lot of football left, man, and I wish I could make that prediction, Lane. And I could sit here and say that you know, I still think Nebraska is going to be in this towards the end of it. I know people are going to think I'm crazy. I do. You I, think, are. I think you're crazy. But look yeah, at look. Crazy. Okay, but let me tell you why. Go look at the statistics of the last two games. 
uh, uh, of Nebraska. Most teams would kill for those stats. Where they're lacking are penalties and turnovers, and that has beaten them against Colorado, and it's beaten them against Troy. Otherwise, they're controlling the clock. They're moving the ball. I'm just saying that's don't don't look past them. Now, Iowa, to me, to, to give you a full answer, Iowa's in the driver's seat because Iowa has the better schedule of Nebraska and Wisconsin. Wisconsin, huh? And defense. Yeah, well, yes, but I'm also going schedule because schedule plays a lot into big this. Big part of this. Big part of this. But yes, I do think they have a better defense. But then you look at the schedule, and Iowa just sits there and goes, "Oh man!" Even if they were to lose to Wisconsin, Wisconsin's got a lot different schedule to play on the way. Let out. me tell you why I think Nebraska is a crappy football team. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> because the last couple years, I've heard this exact same story. It was, man, look at the turnover margin that Nebraska they didn't put up yards like they did. It, uh, here's my point, Travis. Hear me out. The last couple of years, we've heard this exact same stuff. Man, if they could just get rid of those turnovers, if they, if they didn't have a negative 27 turnover margin or whatever it is, they would have won four more games or three more games. You know what bad teams do? Bad teams turn over the ball. You know what bad teams do? Bad teams lose games when they've doubled up their opponents in total yardage, yeah, right? And so it, one year, I could say, man, this might be an anomaly. And you stretch six, seven games together, you go, well, that's weird that you constantly were turning the ball over, it's the same thing. We want, and, and we want, I don't want to hear about, well, the, you know, they don't have their starting quarterback. Well, whose fault is it that the backup left? <laughs> you know, if you, I'm, seriously, isn't that the coach that's supposed to make sure that he's got some fail-safes in place when things go around? I understand he wasn't recruited by Frost, but I, my point is this dude ain't who we think he is, okay? Scott Frost, who won a How could you say in one year? Because you should be able to beat Akron with Big Ten athletes. Okay, that's fair. If you're, if you're the greatest coach on the planet, you should be able to take a team that's better on paper and beat the other team. That hasn't happened. Yep. yep. That's why Nebraska's a crappy football team. 284, thanks for the phone call, Lane. 284, 1040. Oh, okay. We're good. We're good. Okay. Thanks, Lane. Appreciate the call, man. You need to tell me how late we're going, though, because I don't know when we're going to take a break. Do it now. Okay. Yeah. Let's, do, let's do it now. Um, Chris in Des Moines, Justin in Des Moines, Dave in Des Moines, or Carlisle, stay on hold. Uh, Lane, we, uh, we were just on with Lane? Yep. Yeah, Lane's we were just on, on Lane. Yep. So uh, we'll take a break. Iowa over Northern Iowa, 38-14, to improving to 3-0 and on the season. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off on News Radio 1040 WHO. Turn, Hawkeye fans. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Sponsored by HawkeyeNation.com, GNL Clothing, and Schottenkirk Chevrolet. On the play fake, Stanley looks left, comes back down the middle of the field, has fan open, caught. 15, 10 yard line inside the 10 at the 8. The Hawks hit the big home run. Stanley to Fant. It'll be first and goal. Noah Fant and Nate Stanley have connected. By the way, he hit him for a touchdown uh, later on. You'll hear that. Have now connected for 13 touchdowns over the last 15 games. That's pretty impressive. And now, uh, and I might as well play it if I can find it. Where, where is it? Where'd it go? Where'd you go there, touchdown? Are you going to play Noah Fant's 14th touchdown of his career? I, I am going to play the Noah Fant 
14th touchdown of his career. More, more touchdown receptions now than any other Hawkeye tight end yes. in program history. And now ninth in overall team history. Time. Single setback is Torrin Young. Stanley's up under center. Keegan Render. Now he rolls out right. Fires caught. Goal line. Touchdown! Touchdown, Noah Fant. Touchdown, Iowa. 14, 14 touchdowns ties him with Clinton Solomon. Wow. That's impressive. 284-1040. Reach out to us on Twitter, at SoundOffWHO. Let's go back to the phones. Uh, Chris in Des Moines, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue SoundOff. Hey, guys. Thanks a lot for having me on. Not a problem. Uh, Chris Des Moines, calling about the offense as normal. Hey, just really appreciate you guys being on the air, number one. Uh, guys like you, Eddie, Dahl, anybody on the air this day, we ran out of Apple TV, Wi-Fi, Roku, Hotspot, all that good stuff, Slingbox, you name it. We were up in a lake cabin and uh, just had a chance to do it over the air. I tell you what, I just love to hear calls like hit the home run pass to Fant, you know, different things like that. Best call of the day, though, was when Eddie opened up with the uh, – he talked about what I believe was a Dallas Clark jump, uh, something along those lines. He said it was a Dallas Clark. I can't believe it. He had to describe it himself. This, this, this was the play, I believe. Hold on. The first play from scrimmage is a play fake and a rollout right. Stanley delivers on the money to T.J. Hawkinson, who Dallas Clark's a defender. He leapfrogged him. He came in for a low tackle, the cornerback did, and T.J. leapfrogged him and got another six or seven yards. Is that what you're talking about, buddy? That's it. So this thing that hates when you don't have all those, uh, you know, new age devices. It's just great to hear calls like that, but you need a visual. So that's my call out of the day. Thank God for radio and good announcers. Yes, we did have a great day with the offense. That's what I always like to see. My question, I always like to leave with a question. It is, how good is this offense? Because I think the defense is probably top ten in the land. Guys, thanks for being on the air. Have a good one. Thanks a lot, Chris. Chris, Travis won't do this. I I need to... Fluff his pillow here a little bit. That's all, Travis. We we come here about a half hour, an hour before the game. We get everything set up so we can record every word that Gary and Ed will say during the broadcast. Travis does a great job of highlighting those clips, then cutting them out for you. How many do you have up there, Travis? Oh, I've got forty or 40? fifty. Yeah. So that way, when you call in and you want to request a play from the day, <laughs> I can't. I don't have them all, but but, but if you're going to remember one, I bet you Travis Flagg. Good job, man. That's really cool. You, you, Doesn't you matter to me. To us here. Doesn't matter to me. I thought I was going to get a. I'm jerking your chain. <laughs> I you know I should have that one the whole time. What, what what's another one? Oh, here's another one from Dolph that I like. Oh, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Two eight four ten forty. Hey, really, really quick though, we do have to answer Chris's question yes. about how good is this offense. It's the same way we tried to answer it in that first segment, Chris. I don't think we know yet. I don't think we can look at ten catches from Nick Easley, three hundred thirty-eight yards to the air, two hundred seven ground yards, and say that's what this offense is going to be able to do against Big Ten defenses. And even uh, you and I, head football coach Mark Farley, uh, gave his praise, but also maybe didn't go that far out of the limb to say this offense was that good tonight. I, I knew they wanted to get their offense going because they that was probably something they felt they they needed progress on. It was it was probably more so what we did and and I was disappointed when we gave up so many yards rushing. That's not us. And when you when you give up yards rushing then your play action pass is always wide open. But uh they did they did a very nice job and they hit the one to to the tight end. But uh, it, it's always going to go back to the rush game. If they've got the rush game, then the other stuff will start to, to open up in time, and 
in your typical Iowa team, there's wear and tear on that because they keep coming with the same plays and they do a good job. So, 207 yards on the ground by the Iowa Hawkeyes tonight against Northern Iowa. You talk to Coach Mark Farley every week. Every Thursday, yeah. Does he usually have a... Uh... You know, I nervous tick. I actually think that was on the podium. Oh, okay. So you know, because a lot of those guys don't realize that the microphone picks that up. Yeah, and and and, you know, Kirk Ferentz's nervous tick is right. Oh yeah, yeah. He smacks the smacks his lips. Heard that, And, and I don't think they know they do it. But you know when you when you listen to these guys week in and week out, you pick you, up on these you pick things. up on the weirdest things <laughs> of everybody. Two eight four ten forty. Let's go to Urbandale. That's where Justin is. Justin, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Hey, what's going on, guys? How much, brother? Um, you, you know, I was just thinking here. Uh, I it, it kind of sounds like we're listening to the old morning rush. The old morning rush. Not there's nothing wrong with the new morning rush, but the old morning rush. Is- well, we got to explain to the non KXNO listeners in Des Moines because that's a five thousand watt station, and when the sun's down, you can only get it on the west, maybe to the west side, Car- Carlisle. Yeah, if you're lucky. <laughs> so Ross and I used to host a morning show together on KXNO, which is a sports radio station in Des Moines. Yeah, I think it goes a little farther than Carlisle. I think you guys are not giving yourself enough credit. But anyway, um, uh, hey, Ross, thanks for stopping out yesterday. It's good to see you. Uh, oh, appreciate yeah. that. Justin was uh, the lead singer of the band that was playing at the Late Model Nationals. Oh, you were Knoxville. down in Knoxville last Yeah, okay. yeah, Justin, you guys are fantastic, dude. Aftershock, the name of the group, right? Yes. Exactly. Yeah, you do. I, you I guys are really that, good, Justin. That's you. You do a great thanks. job, man. Thank you very much. Hey, I, I'm not the lead singer. I'm I'm just the rhythm guitarist and. You know, I, I you sing, I, I say you sing. sing. I, I sing backing vocals mainly, <laughs> but yeah, I sing. And anyway, um, so on to the Iowa game here. Uh, I thought there were a lot of penalties in the first half, and I hope they get that cleaned up. I didn't see the second half as much as I wanted to because uh, I was working. But um, you know, I, penalties in the first half, I thought there was a lot of them, especially that cut block. Uh, I think Paulson's gotten nailed on that a couple of times now. Um, you know. Uh, five yards, whatever the rule is. And uh, the Wisconsin game, the Wisconsin loss, I don't think that's kind of a double-edged sword. Either Wisconsin's got a problem with stopping the run because Brigham Young gassed them, right? They had like, what, 198-something yards rushing? Yep, yeah, right around there. I'll get it up for you here, Justin, real quick. It was 191 yards, two touchdowns. Right, so either either they got a problem there or – they were not paying attention to something, and they're going to get that right for the Iowa game. So that could have a little bit of a double-edged you know, thing for Iowa with Wisconsin losing. I think either way, even though they lost, if Iowa wins that game, it's still a good win, no oh, matter no if they're a top-five yeah. team or not. Yep. Thanks, and, Justin. And, and, and the road to the Big Ten Championship goes through Madison. There you go. Well, if it goes through, uh, it's going to go through Iowa City. It's going to go through Kinnick right it's now. It's going to go through the Kinnick. West. Still, West, go, still goes West. through Kinnick because Wisconsin's got to win at Kinnick. The West goes. Nebraska's got to come to Kinnick. Uh, Wisconsin's got to come to Kinnick. It goes through Kinnick. Nebraska's not. I, I just I, well, who else it's, in the yeah, West? It's true. Yeah. Who else in the West? Well, Minnesota's put up a couple good wins here early on, but yeah. But I'm, I'm just, just saying, who else in the West? Well, I'm. I'm thinking that Wisconsin is the team to beat in the West. Okay, that, that's so. a better thing to say, but they still got to go through Kinnick. Thanks for the Thanks, call, brother. Justin. Uh, did you have the, the... Yeah, this is well, this is it right here. We do have a flag at the line of scrimmage now, we notice. Ed, let's check that I'll out. Oh, it's a cut block. Personal foul. Illegal block below the waist. <laughs> huh? Offense number 66. 15-yard penalty. Repeat second down. Three games. That, that penalty's been called three times. And I expect it to keep being a problem here, Travis, because Coach Ferentz has said, and I thought maybe you were even going to get the clip because I remember Gary in that moment saying, 
this is going to drive Coach Ferentz crazy. Yeah. We've all, if you don't know, Coach Ferentz has been vocal about this. He hates this new rule. He doesn't think that what they're calling an illegal block should be considered an illegal block, and he has said he's going to continue to teach his offensive linemen to do it. I, I it's think, an old because he's an old offensive I, line coach. What I think is happening, Travis, is that every Big Ten official is going to be waiting for this. Now. Every official that they play is they know that the that the coaching staff has gone out of their way to say they're still going to coach this this technique. I, I think this is going to be bad. All here is the dangerous part of that: you don't want that to happen at a key point in the right. game, right? And I, I think they're looking for it. I think they're waiting for it. It's a point of emphasis. Yeah. New rule, point of emphasis. Two eight four ten forty. You mentioned Carlisle earlier. Let's go out to Carlisle. That's where Dave is. Dave, welcome to the Jethro's yeah, Barbecue yeah. Sound Off. Yeah, it's actually Jane. Oh, uh, uh, sorry. But, uh, that's okay. Uh, so I wanted to bring up, uh, you know, not being as conservative as he normally is in fourth down, and you know the, the quarterback team, the, the flip. It was just incredible to see him keep going for that. Um, also, the the referees with it, uh, the incomplete pass, he clearly had the ball. So I was at the game. I'm driving back right now from Iowa City, and it, that, that was just disappointing. James, thanks for the phone call. Appreciate it, sir. Just a couple seconds to snap. They get it off. Stanley on fourth and two. Dumps it underneath. Caught at the eight-yard line. Now, is it enough for a first down? Yes, it was, and Iowa was three for four on fourth down conversions against Northern Iowa. And, and Travis was the one that they missed the fourth down conversion. That it was the last play of the game, right? No, they, right? no, they made it on the last play. Oh, of the okay, game. okay, all right. So, yeah, that, okay. Two eight four ten forty. Let's go to Lance in Des Moines. Lance, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off on News Radio ten forty WHO. Hey guys, uh, first of all, I got a caveat that I am an Iowa State fan, but. I uh, just wanted to call in. I think uh, Iowa is on a road to uh, get to the Big uh, Big Ten Championship. Um, their defense is stellar. Um, the offensive player came through tonight. And Travis, by the way, I have recently moved down to Wichita, but I listen to you every freaking morning uh, religiously. To get me up and going every day, so I appreciate it. Well, that's either a compliment or just telling me radio is really bad in Wichita. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't found a local radio station yet in Wichita, but I'm not going to ever be a Shockers fan. I'm always going to be an Thank Iowa God. Fan, yeah, don't ever support <laughs> Greg Marshall. He's a bad human being. No, no. All right. I, I, I graduated from Iowa State, and Iowa State's always in my blood, but Iowa looked very impressive tonight. Uh, I know it's you and I, but. You and I fought to the end, but Iowa was very impressive. The defense is stellar, and uh, next weekend will be the decisioning factor of whether or not they go on undefeated. Yep, I, there's there's something to be said for that. Thanks, Lance. I appreciate it. And thanks for listening to the Morning Rush on the iHeartRadio app. 284-1040. we got two lines open. We'd love to fill them up because, well, we're going to sit here until 1 o'clock in the morning at least. and. Well, Ross gets sick and tired of talking to me after a while. so I, I really don't, and we'll do that. If you guys want us to, we'd be happy to do it. You reach out to us on Twitter as well, at SoundOffWHO. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Soundoff on News Radio 1040 WHO. Your turn, Hawkeye fans. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Sponsored by Grinnell Mutual Reinsurance Company, Cookies Barbecue Sauce, and American Trust. 
on fourth and less than a yard. They give it to Ross, the fullback, and he hurdles the dog pile. <laughs> How about that? 245 pounds, Brady Ross. I still have a soft spot in my heart for a fullback. I do. You know, Kirk Ferentz used a fullback for a long time, but the fullback's making a comeback. Oklahoma used a fullback. Guys are starting to use the fullback again. It's good to see the big fellas who usually do the block and get get a carry. That was another fourth down conversion. You know what warms my heart, Ross? It is almost midnight, and we have every line for the Jethro's Barbecue Sound off full. I, I thought you wanted me to fill you up with some more fullback information here. Please do so, sir. Brady Ross has touched the ball five times this season. All five have resulted in first downs. He's had three carries and two receptions. On the Sound Off uh, WHO Twitter line, Husker23 says, Hey guys, who's answered the phones? No Sean Roberts? No, we got Mitch tonight. Sean Roberts is wishy washy on us. You know, he likes to go to weddings a lot. So he, you know, he went to a wedding two weeks ago, went to a wedding tonight. He's going to take off for a Notre Dame game in November. He's non committal with us. You know what I really love about Mitch Widmeyer? Mitch, thanks again, man, for coming in. We, we really appreciate it. Mitch has been a big part of the cakes. No team here lately you know what i really like about mitch yeah he's got his priorities right he does he really does and that's it we like guys that have their priorities straight would never blow you guys off like sean robbins <laughs> <laughs> 284-1040 let's go to pocahontas illinois that's where jim is jim welcome to the jethro's barbecue sound off hey guys great show tonight thank you um hey, Great victory night, and I think the Hawks have a foundation for a great season. The only thing that I'm concerned about, and I want to ask you guys about, when they've had the great seasons, they've always had a big-time playmaker like Akram Wadley or Bethard, Desmond King. I, I, I don't know who they got tonight or that with this team to have that big playmaker to make a difference in those games. They Maybe uh, Epineza is, but yeah. I, I, I'm not sure about that. Wanted to see what you guys thought. I think Noah Fant's I a big... I knew that's the name. <laughs> that's the one I'm thinking of, yeah, Chad. Yeah, I, I mean, I think Noah Fant's a big game player. I mean, big big playmaker. And I think if you're looking for a guy on defense, you hit it on the head, Chad. A.J. Epinesa's the Jim. guy. Or Jim, I'm sorry. Uh, you hit it on the head. A.J. Epinesa's the guy. But I think you've got a couple of other dudes that can step up and make those big plays. That entire defensive front has been really good, and I still don't think we've seen how dynamic these cornerbacks can be. I Jim, think they're really good. Jim, you know how we knew that Noah Fant was the big playmaker? Because when this happened, what did you do? Noah Fant is the injured Hawkeye right at midfield. He was out there trying to throw a block. Now he's on his knees. And he's starting to uh, go down. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We, were, we all were. You were all worried. We're like, oh, my God, did he just break two ribs and is he out? Then he comes in and has a great game. So, uh, And he made some big plays tonight, too. Yeah. I mean, he actually went out into a slot and, and had a, and they had to go one-on-one, ma- and it was a such a mismatch. He's a nightmare. I think the other guy on offense, I we talk about Noah Fant. Jim, I, I think keep an eye on these running backs, too. You've got three yeah. guys that are, have proven themselves. They moved Ivory Kelly Martin into being the, the number one guy a couple weeks ago. So they've seen a lot that they like in him. And if you didn't see something from Sargent or Torin Young that made you kind of fall in love with these guys tonight, yeah. rewatch yeah. it. They're, 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 these are good backs. I feel better already. Thank you, guys. Right, thanks, thanks, Jim. Jim. Yeah, and speaking of the running, and you mentioned the running backs and Sargent, who is a has you know three full years left because he played one year at Iowa Western. Uh, Kirk Ferentz just sang his praises tonight. With every week, every exposure, you know, we saw it in practice during the uh, preseason camp, and now I think we're starting to see it on the game field too. He's getting a little bit more comfortable, and uh, we're, we're seeing 
I think on the game field, what we were seeing during practices. So uh, it's been a great addition to our football team. Got a tremendous attitude, like I said, with uh, Kelly uh, Ivory Martin being out. You know, he's really helped fill a void there too. So um, that that's a real positive for us. You know, when you have three first names. And you've, I mean, got a, and you've got a couple dudes on the team that have the, have the hyphen. Yeah. So Kelly Ivory Martin, Ivory Kelly, it's all the same, right? No, no, but, but yeah, sure. Two eight four ten forty. Let's go back to the phones. That's where uh, uh, Dave in West Des Moines is. Dave, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Hey, hello. Yeah, you guys just nailed it on the uh, running backs. That was one of my topics. Uh, generally, we're smart. Generally speaking, the last twenty years. Iowa has not had, like, outstanding running backs. And uh, last week at the end of the game, Sargent took a handoff, went into, like, a wall of Iowa State defenders. He just bounced off it, went to the outside, big game, led to a touchdown. So I got my eye on Sargent. Uh, The pet peeve of the day is these cut blocks or chop blocks. I don't understand the rule. Uh, it seems like we block at the hip, and then the Iowa guy might go down on his knees and just inadvertently touch the knees of the defender, well, and the, out comes the flag. The one today was not a touch of the knee, though. Even Ross said, well, I can, I mean, because he was yeah. diving for his knees today. Didn't you think, Ross? Yes, I, mean, he, I, I do. I, I, I thought that what we saw today was the definition of what they're looking for there, Dave, with the, with the chop block. And it, you, you, we really need to get the audio of Coach Ferentz talking about this. He did it at a press conference, and he really kind of ranted about it as to why he doesn't feel like it's, a, it's an appropriate rule. Coach, and I'm going to paraphrase here a little bit. Coach Ferentz is upset because if a linebacker doesn't want to engage with the, with the offensive lineman, he can basically turn and run from him. And the chop block was essentially the way to make him engage with yeah. you yes. and, and to block. So. Coach Ferentz has said he's going to continue to teach his offensive linemen to do this. Because I bet he goes back to the rules committee and fights for some type of change during the offseason. He'll, he'll take the penalties this year. Right. Not happy about it, right. but he'll get back and start getting it and saying, we need to change yeah. this. Because he'd rather have Levi Paulson doing that next year when he thinks yeah. he can change the rule back. I now, think. Dave, how many years did you think it was since Iowa hasn't had a good running back? Well, I mean, we've had a few, but if you look at the last 20 years, it's been a real big problem. Uh, generally, uh, I just think this year we have a full pack. The head coach is the master of understatement, and uh, when he called out Sergeant, uh, there's more there there than. Yeah. I mean, he knows Sergeant is a natural. He goes for daylight. He's not going to try to bulldoze all. All time. right, Dave, we got to let Thanks you go. Call, Thanks, Dave. man. Joe, Brent, Gabe, Chad, Aaron, Stan, hold. We got one line open at two eight four ten forty. One hour in the books. We'll stay on as long as you need us to go, but keep on calling, keep on tweeting. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Well, the game may be over, but the best Hawkeye analysis is just getting started. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Ross Peterson and Travis Justice are taking your calls. Sound Off. This is your home for the Hawkeyes. News Radio 1040. WHO. Iowa 38, Northern Iowa 14, the game you heard right here on News Radio 1040 WHO. 
Uh, the Hawks improved to 3-0 on the season, and we are talking about the Hawkeye win and the next Hawkeye game, which is Wisconsin, next Saturday night, a game you'll hear right here on News Radio 1040 WHO. I'm Travis Justice. He's Ross Peterson. And uh, a slew of phone calls ready to go again, 284-1040, 284-1040. Ross and I were just chuckling that it's it's after midnight. It's now Sunday, and, well, the lines are still full because, well, this is the – this is – God's favorite radio show, right? And that we determined <laughs> That's what last we week. decided last week, right? <laughs> so let's start things off with uh, Chad in Norwalk. Chad, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Uh, thanks, guys. Uh, I was at the game. Uh, I just want to talk about uh, one thing. First of all, I wish fans could read their ticket. That was the worst blackout of performance we've ever had. That was mostly gold. Um, been on the tickets since the season tickets came out. Don't know how we missed that. Here's the but here's Brutal. the problem, Chad. Let me Brutal. tell you why. Because they probably you know it was a warm day today. That could be part. So of if it. you start tailgating around what noon, two o'clock, it's eighty nine degrees, and you're wearing the black stuff, I, you're probably just sweating your your tail off. Yeah, I don't disagree. But the stadium's mostly in shadow. By the time that game gets played, you just bring but they change clothes and change. Come on, just you know, be, be a little bit more professional. Chad, I I got to I got to jump in here, dude. I I was all always that guy that forgot to wear the right color i would you know i'd, I'd wear blue instead it was right. so i, I don't right. want to pick on people too bad there no, might have been a couple it, things might have been the heat wanting to wear the gold rather than the black well, and might have just been I, the fact I, that they were drunk all day and i have an opinion on that i think the sports information department this year uh, at the university of iowa has been terrible the only reason i even knew it was that when i grabbed my ticket out of the drawer today I looked and I said, oh, it's a blackout game, so I went and changed my shirt before I left. There was no communication on any of the Facebook pages or Twitter at all this week about it being a blackout game. You know, but, there, uh, there is something to that, Chad, now that you say that, because I, I didn't hear. Nor, yeah. Normally during the week you do hear, hey, reminder, right. yeah, yeah, it's, it's the black game. and gold, it's the striped game. It's and so, you know who wins so, the, right. that battle, right? I mean... I, I hate to say this, this is going to come off really bad on this show, but Iowa State schools Iowa when it comes to Every, social media. Everybody should be aware of that. Right, yeah. I agree. So and and so next week it is the the uh, the spirit game, so it will be the black and gold stripes. So get get on this, fans. Be ready. Be prepared. Um, but the the chop block did give me my favorite moment of the Kirk Ferentz era, and that was he ripped those refs the entire remaining uh, minutes of the first quarter and then did it all the way through the TV timeout into the second quarter. Well, as you guys know, what happens during that is the wave. So while he is ripping the refs and using one hand to animate how the block was legal, he's waving with the (laughs) other hand at the press box. I I was doubled over in laughter. My God, it was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. He was doing both jobs at the same time. He would kind of forget. And then he would do it some more, but like more violently with the wave because he was like, I got to do it, but I am really mad about that shot block. And it was the funniest thing I've Chad, seen. Chad, we got to ask you a question, right. though, Chad, because you're in the stadium, right? Yes, absolutely. Uh, okay. Right behind the bench. Yep. Okay, because this is at halftime. Ross and I, this is going to come off really bad, and we're going to get a lot of hate mail for this. We kind of thought the Pat Green thing was kind of weak, kind of kind of corny. Yeah, I, I don't know what value that added. The song doesn't, I mean, the the uh, the chorus makes sense with the she with came the wave, upon then, me wave on yeah. wave but but the rest of it just I don't know it was odd it wasn't my type of thing and I heard a lot of Northern Iowa fans when we were leaving talking about who was that guy like they were just completely confused what was going on there and I mean it was cool with uh, everybody using the cell phone lights and. 
that looks pretty awesome. But that would have looked awesome with anybody uh, that would could have played any song that would have been better than that. But whatever, it's it's yeah. church thing. I'm just glad he gave me that moment tonight because that's awesome. I was yeah. trying to figure out why. Chewing so cool. some ass and waving. waving. <laughs> <laughs> the wave yep. gets more angry. The more angry he gets talking to the official. That's great. Yep, that was awesome. Anyway, thanks, guys. Great show. Thanks, Chad. Appreciate the phone call. All right, Jamie comes back on Twitter. This is what I love about social media. Uh, Jamie says, tell that caller it was a misprint on the ticket and season ticket. Our season ticket holder just got an email. Oh, so it wasn't a blackout. No. Oh, that changes blackout, the game. not today. It was wrong on the tickets. Northwestern in November. There you go, Chad. But see, he must not be a season ticket holder. The season ticket holder's got the email. So I was but confused. What, but when, when you put a, a, like a Facebook post or a Twitter post out, hey, yeah. yeah. I was confused because I had not heard the song. So when you brought it to my attention... I thought it was a song written about the, the wave. wave to the kid's hospital. I was like, oh, this is really cool. And no, then I pulled up the song. something you're going to hear in an evangelical yeah, church Yeah, I pulled up service. the song. It's a, it's a religious song. It's very much a, a, a Christian song, which I'm fine with. That's great. Uh, I was going to say, because you hate John Wayne. Stop it. You, you hate Stop the grace. I just no, going to ask if you hate Jesus. Don't, don't hate any of those things. That you. I just have a nuanced take. On all of those things. Well, but I had at least heard the song. I played it for you. I'm like, you've never heard this? It's like his one hit. He was a one hit wonder type dude. I just, I, you know, the fact that the song says the word wave in it, I don't, it, that seems like quite a stretch to me, to be honest. Like when I re- when I actually read the lyrics of the yeah. song, I'm like, this has nothing to do with what we're doing. 284-1040. Let's go to Norwalk. That's where Aaron is. Aaron, what? Came upon me, wave on wave. You want, you want Ross to sing some more, Aaron? That's uh, pretty good stuff, guys. Um, great win. I love the Hawks. I just had a couple quick observations. First one, I thought Stanley had some really nice touch on four or five throws. I mean, I know he completed a truckload of them, but a few of them really required finesse, and, and that was encouraging to see, so I was really happy about that. And then the second thing that I loved. I'm going to give some love to our fullback. That guy's a wrecking ball, and he is fun to watch. I, I'm loving that he's getting some fourth and ones, and uh, I mean, he really did leap a pile today. It was pretty remarkable. So, on fourth anyways, and less just, than a yard, on. they give it to Russ, the fullback, and he hurdles the dog pile. <laughs> How about that? 245 pounds, Brady Russ. There you go, Aaron. I appreciate it. You guys have a great night. Let's get them uh, next week. Thanks, yeah, thanks a lot, Aaron. Appreciate it. Nate Stanley, 23 of 28, 82% completion percentage. Travis, that's kind of what we've been waiting for. Yeah, the, exactly. It's exactly what we've been waiting for because we talked about the completion percentage so much and how he's had to bring it up in the first two games he hadn't done that. And really, Kirk Ferentz started to see that come along this week. We saw it during the week in practice. He looked a little bit more comfortable. looked like he was just... Uh, Getting back to his old self a little bit, where he's letting the ball come out a little bit uh, easier and uh, looked a little bit more fluid. So uh, that that's what we're hoping for. Uh, we'll be a better team when he's playing his best, certainly. And uh, good to see him get warmed up a little bit today and do some good things. And you know what I love about our listeners is what when we're wrong <laughs> or a caller's wrong, they point it out quick, right? So we said 
uh, wasn't on Facebook or something. Jessica s- sends me the Facebook post hey, from Hawkeye Heaven. Hey, everybody. It was it, there. It was there. <laughs> so, Jessica, thanks for correcting us. We very much appreciate it. 284-1040. Let's go out to I-80. That's where Brent is. Brent, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off at News Radio 1040 WHO. Hey, guys. I just want to say there's nothing better in this entire state than a game at Kinnick with the University of Iowa followed by Sound Off. This just like tops everything, and I just I just appreciate you guys doing all all the legwork behind that, and including Mitch Mitch tonight too. Yeah, yeah, thanks, um, man. Yep. If yeah, people only knew the legwork, uh, we sit here and stuff our face full of Jethro's for most <laughs> of the game. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right, the face work then. So. <laughs> so, but hey, I just want to say this game next weekend has been circled on the calendar by our fan base. That are, this is the one that. We have been waiting for um, the only other game that were is really circle on the calendar. After that is Nebraska because of the frost warning and the evaluation trophy. But this one's the <laughs> of all teams this year. And honestly, Wisconsin, we haven't proven anything yet. I don't care. We're three and zero. Wisconsin has taken our lunch money. What four out of the last five years? We've hardly scored on them, even when we did beat them. They have absolutely kicked us in the trenches on both sides of the ball. And we got to either show up or forget about it. So I'm, I'm just really pumped for next week. And I've been looking forward to this game. And this is going to come down to, to who's the bigger man between the two programs this year. Who's, who's tougher? Who's better? Who can control the trenches? If we don't stop their run, you might as well forget about it. And if we can't run the football at all, you might as well forget about it. So I'm just—I can't be any more excited about this this matchup. We need every every man, woman, and child, every dog and cat to show up and just and bring our A game. Uh, we know what an A game is down at Kinnick. We know when to bring it. So we we got to bring it and so find out and find out if you're supposed it. to wear black or gold next week, so Chad doesn't get all upset yeah. with everybody. You betcha. I, I don't care. We got to wear pink. We'll bring pink. <laughs> we just got to show up and bring it. And we, we got to see if we're good enough yet. I don't know that we're good enough. I don't know that I've seen enough to say that we're good enough. Yeah, we can say, yeah, we did this and that. But until you beat the man, there's no talking about it. If you want to be the man, you got to beat the man. Woo! You betcha. That's, so, my, Brent, that's the best Rick Fleur I got. Brett, thanks for the call. And I, I do think that's really good analysis on Wisconsin, that whoever controls the line of scrimmage is going to win that game. This is a... Matchup of very similar styles with Iowa and Wisconsin. I don't know that it boils down to who gets the most rushing yards wins the game, but you're absolutely right that the trenches is where that game's going to be won and lost next week. Thanks, Thanks a lot, Brent. Brent. Appreciate it. 284-1040. Let's go to Gabe in Urbandale. Gabe, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off on News Radio 1040 WHO. Fellas, thanks for having me. I uh, I want to kind of piggyback off the previous caller. I have two questions. The first one is we're three weeks into the Big Ten season. If you have to re- if you have to evaluate it based on what's happened so far, is Wisconsin still the team to beat? They're two and one. Minnesota's three and zero. Illinois is two and one. I know they're still kind of a joke, but uh, Northwestern's one and two. Are you talking the so West now? Like, because right now Ohio yeah, State's I'm the still, pe- Ohio State's the I'm, team to beat. I'm talking about the West. Okay, so I want to know. Like, still feel like Wisconsin's the team to beat in the West. And the second question is. Based on what you've seen so far, 
And Travis, I'm really interested in your opinion because you're a little bit more of a pessimist on this stuff. Mm-hmm. Everything goes right. What's the best case scenario for this Hawkeye team? I'll hang up and listen. That's go, a good. Well, go ahead, pessimist. The pessimist is if everything goes right, that means you go unbeaten and you win the Big Ten championship, right? Is that everything goes right? I I, I would be a little bit more pessimistic yeah. and say yeah. probably lose to Ohio State. Ohio State looks crazy yeah, good I, I, here. They're early crazy on. good. Let, He's asking us to evaluate after three games. I, I, Wisconsin I, lost today. Here's here's the way it looks. In JJ, or this is how I look at this question for Gabe or for Gabe rather. Yeah. Uh, the team to beat in the West is different for every team. For Wisconsin, the team to beat in the West is the University of Iowa. For the University of Iowa, that team to beat in the West is the University of Wisconsin. Does that make sense? Yes. I, I mean, so for for Nebraska, that team is both Iowa and Wisconsin. To me, it, it, it's Wisconsin says if we want to win the West, we got to beat Iowa. And I was got to say we got to beat Wisconsin. That's what it comes down to me. It, it, does that make sense to Absolutely you? Absolutely right. Yeah, and I w- I'd agree with that. I think that you're over evaluating if you're still putting Northwestern, Minnesota. Into, I understand now, Minnesota's three and zero. I understand they're three and zero, and Minnesota might end the season with eight wins on the year. They're not as good of a football team no. as these other teams are talking. About. Rob says, "Hey, by the way, Ross Peterson is right. Wave on wave seemed cheesy as hell. A nice gesture, but." It was more of a disconnect, especially when it wasn't written, especially for the wave. And this was when the when the wave first started. The cynical nature that I have imi- that day, Travis, we were sitting here saying, "I just I'm I'm worried somebody's going to monetize this. Somebody's going to figure out a way to make money off of this thing that was never supposed to be that." This dude didn't even write the song for it, but because it says "wave" in the title, we had him do a concert. <laughs> JJ North Liberty stay and hold. We'll get to your phone call. We come back. Plenty of lines open now. Hey, if you want us to keep talking, you got to keep calling. 284 5966. Interact with us on Twitter at KXNO Morning Rush. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off on News Radio 1040 WHO. Your turn, Hawkeye fans. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Sponsored by JLM Gun Shop, Schottenkirk Ford of Indianola, and Tompkins Industries. Here's an interception by Iowa on the first play from scrimmage. Ojemudia picks off Howell. He's running back the other way. Angles across to the far sideline. 40-35 of you and I. And wrecked out of bounds at the 36. First and 10 Iowa there with 12 seconds to go. Greg on Twitter says, hey guys, Ojemudia got beat a couple times. I had flashbacks to uh, Michigan State last year. Should I be concerned? Wow, I'll have to go back and watch that because I, I honestly felt like the secondary played pretty well again tonight. Yeah. And I feel like they've done that in the first three weeks that we've seen them. Travis, I, I like the way that these cornerbacks who were kind of a question mark coming in have stepped up. I've said this a couple times. I believe in this coaching staff that for the last couple years have found diamonds in, I don't call it rough, but they've pulled NFL talent out of their depth chart at the cornerback position the last couple of, of cycles. I'm going to trust them to do that again. I think we've got some really good guys there. Ojo Moody, that's a, a fantastic play. And then he looked like a playmaker. I mean, he's turning upfield. I don't want to say it was Deion Sanders-esque because he would have taken it back if he were uh, you know, like primetime. But you, you saw that kind of light flip on when he started moving upfield like man we're going to make something special happen here he's dodging tackles spinning out of guys it was great 284-1040 let's go back to the phones JJ in North Liberty welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off and News Radio 1040 WHO old timer since Zobble did it 
first two seconds on the song, get off of it. Uh, anything to bring happiness to those children and read about it. His wife's an attorney. It didn't cost him anything. I hope they do more. But I want to talk about football. Stanley is getting his confidence, and that is a whole ball of wax for me. He, you can see it. He did it. And also, Sargent ran the ball well, and the offensive line looked better. And uh, I really enjoy your program. It gets better by week. Thank Thanks, you very JJ. much, JJ. Appreciate, appreciate that. Yeah, I'd echo everything he said there. I mean, Sergeant. Except the, good. the beginning when he said drop it on the song. He was mad that we were oh. ripping on the wave. Oh, or okay. wave on wave. Not ripping on the wave. Not, yeah. Now, be careful. JJ, this I is. See, I like the song. I was singing it to you yeah, earlier. Yeah, you were. And I'm not knocking the wave. I love the wave. I think it's amazing. I don't know how anybody could hate it. My, my point is, it's not supposed to be monetized. Nobody should be making money off of this. You're telling me that he hasn't sold a few albums with wave on wave? Yeah. Okay. And that's, he probably got paid point. to be there tonight. And too. it wasn't a song that was written for it. That's my other like. If it were something special for the wave, and it were that was the point of the song, man, I'd be all on board with this. It seems like kind of a stretch to me. And I again, I know that's I come across as the guy that hates John Wayne and all this other stuff. It's, I you hate John Wayne? Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> uh, scores from around the Big Ten today: Missouri knocks off Purdue. That was an exciting game to watch, uh, forty to thirty-seven. A game you heard right here on News Radio ten forty WHO Iowa over Northern Iowa thirty-eight fourteen. An upset as Akron beat Northwestern thirty-nine thirty-four. Let me repeat: Akron lost to a team with Big Ten athletes. Thirty-nine to thirty-four. No, Akron beat a team with Big Ten oh, yeah, athletes. Beat, yeah, beat let me ten. let me read some other schools that beat teams with Big Ten athletes: South Florida, Temple. We'll give the scores. Kansas and Troy. I just want you to hear these. These teams beat Big Ten schools today: Akron, Kansas, Temple, Troy, South Florida, BYU, and Missouri aren't quite in that category. But when you line those up, dude. Akron beats Northwestern 39-34. Kansas thumps Rutgers 55-14. Chris Ash, he's going to get fired. I mean, there's there's no way Chris Ash can so This is year three of Chris Ash. He went to Kansas, a team that lost at Nickel State in the first week of the season. Many people said Kansas was the worst team in Division One college football. They've won two in a row. Kansas has a better record than Iowa State and Nebraska. Kansas. Wait, what? Kansas has a better record than Iowa State and Nebraska. They have more wins than those two schools combined. Kansas has more wins than Iowa State and Nebraska. Dan and Elkhart, Stan Hold, we'll get to your phone call when we come back. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off on News Radio 1040 WHO. Well, the game may be over, but the best Hawkeye analysis is just getting started. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Ross Peterson and Travis Justice are taking your calls. Sound Off. This is your home for the Hawkeyes. News Radio 1040, WHO. They go with the same package, one wide out. Stanley straight ahead to Sargent. He's off the right edge, fighting for the goal line. He's over. Touchdown. Touchdown, Mackay Sargent. Touchdown, Iowa. Good blocking off the right side. Welcome back to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off and News Radio 1040 WHO. I'm Travis Justice. He's Ross Peterson. Go back to the Twitter feed, which is at Sound Off WHO, and it has to do with uh, 
the song Wave on Wave, and Jessica says, would a brother had him perform just the chorus live at the end of the first quarter instead of the whole song during halftime. But if that's the biggest complaint, though, bring on Wisconsin. Amen to that. Absolutely. Michael Admire's going off on, on Twitter, too, he right? Big Pat Green fan. Oh, my God. Michael Admire, big Pat Green Matt, guy. And we should say Michael Admire from WHO-TV 13. Yeah. yeah. What, what is, who doesn't know Michael Admire? Well, the, you if know, you, the, here's the deal. If somebody you know, in Indiana, somebody you, in New Jersey. If you don't know who Michael Admire is, ask your wife. <laughs> what, what is Admire saying? Now? He says, hey, keep going, boys. We need the entertainment after the long day in Ames and Iowa City. Hashtag Pat Green for president. Really? He says, Travis, Pat Green is Kirk's favorite artist. Get to know your coach. Hashtag stick to sports. Oh, brother. Then he says, Pat Green donated money from his foundation to the hospital. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. He had a concert, actually, in Iowa City tonight. Now, one hit I, one... I know that because I wanted to know more about Pat Green, so I Googled him. I knew he did because they said it on TV. After he was singing this... No, Dolph said it when he said, hey, uh, after the halftime performance, he's going to go play some bar in Iowa City. Or was it a church? I don't know. No, I think it was a... I, think it was a, I don't know. I, don't I shouldn't know. say. Yeah. Because <laughs> one is not like the other. Oh, brother. 284-1040. <laughs> That's the first time I've laughed today. You made you made me laugh. All right, Don, Dan, Dan, Dan. Hey, what's up, guys? What's up, brother? There's a little bit of delay on the phone, but uh, I want to tell you is I, I think I'm one of the only neutral people I think has called you tonight. Uh, and my personal perspective, having watched both the Wisconsin and Iowa games, is that I think Iowa will be uh, possibly destroyed. Because I think the reason I think that is because I really don't think that we've seen. Iowa up against an opponent that that really shows you what they can do because their offense got struggling uh, early against both Iowa State and uh, Northern Illinois before Northern Iowa got uh, before Northern Iowa kind of they it all came together. Can you hear me? Yeah, Absolutely. we got you. We're, yeah. we're, we're yeah. listening to but, you. But yeah, I mean personally, I think I there's a part of me that because I'm from Missouri and I grew up in St. Louis and as a neutral party. I also have to say that I really hope the Hawks lose because I think it will make your show epic. Uh, especially when those Hawkeye fans, the same guy who's going to call and say hi to his father who, uh, who's been in a Hawkeye fan for, you know, 80 years, never went to the school, uh, is going to call you from the edge of the bridge on his, on his own personal oblivion at the edge, uh, ranting about how Kirk Point 2.0 is dead. And I just think it's going to be an epic night, especially if they lose close. You know, you Man. say you're neutral, but I'm really starting to think you're not. Well, it's kind of in a masochistic sort of way because I my friends it. are all happy when the Hawks win. Dan, I want to hold on one second for me. I completely agree with the, what you said earlier, and I that think the show's going to be epic if they lose. Well, we, we that's another conversation. That's the second conversation we're going to have of three. The first one that you said that they haven't really been tested yet. I think that there's some truth to that, and you're absolutely right in looking at those slow starts against Northern. You don't think Iowa State tested them? Um, I mean, look at no, Iowa State. I don't. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I, I think in a, in, a, in a much different way, I yeah. think, Travis. You know, with that three-man front where they're coming from, from different sides, it's just a different style of football. I don't want to say gadgety. It's just a little bit more tricky than what Wisconsin, you know what they're going to do, man. They're going to put those four and here's the deal, Dan. up front and try to push through you. Here's the deal. If Andrew Van Ginkle is out next week, I think that's going to be one. a big deal as far as Wisconsin's defense. I mean, you're talking about their best linebacker. When he went out today, that really allowed BYU to be able to rush the football. If Van Ginkle doesn't play next week, I think that opens some holes for Iowa. If he's back in and is full speed, I think that's a different dynamic for Wisconsin defensively. 
Well, and I kind of agree with that. I mean, it, it does give Iowa kind of the advantage on that part. But I, still, I watched the at the end of the Wisconsin game. I didn't see that sense of shock from the players or even the coach. It was kind of like they looked at each other and said, well, that wasn't supposed to happen. And even Wisconsin fans that I know weren't even – I asked one of them who they were playing this weekend. They didn't know it was BYU. They're all looking forward to the Iowa game, too. And I wonder if their team uh, – their team was doing that, and I think they're going to be they're going to be definitely ready. Dan, I want to I want to ask you one other thing here. You said you kind of made a a little point there. You are a Missouri fan. Did you you must have gone to school at Missouri? Um, um, I had relationships with the school. All my friends went there. I didn't go there either. I went to Northwest Missouri State, who won sixty three nothing today to go three and zero. Oh, I thought you took uh, a shot at Hawkeye fans for not going to the school. Oh yeah, I definitely did. But here's the thing: I'm not. I, I will watch the Missouri game. I watch it with great interest. But uh, I was sitting there on the edge of my seat before the Northwest Missouri State game. I love my schools. And here's the thing. My brother also goes to the University of Missouri, so I make sure to cheer for them for him. Yeah. See, Dan, I've always thought that was such a weird thing to try to criticize a fan base for. Oh, yeah. You're fine. Um, by the way, Ross, I love your cynicism. Please don't ever change. Thank you, but, Dan. Uh, I, the, the, thing yeah. is, the thing is, I will sit there and watch Mizzou, and I'll be like, oh, dang it, they lost again. But I'm also not going to be on the edge of my seat yeah. uh, or on the edge of the bridge about to jump off over a school that I didn't personally attend. Yeah. I mean, heck, my taxpayers, my tax dollars sure kept Missouri going for years. So uh, technically, I have a personal interest in them that way, you could say. I've always thought it was funny when people thought you had to spend $60,000 to become a fan of a school. That, that was always odd oh, to me. You know, I, I really wish, if you think Ross is cynical, um, I, I, I don't think you know me well enough. I, I, think, I know you just fine, Travis, because I listen to you every morning, and so, I love it. So if he, we could sell tickets if you weren't into political correctness and sit in here with us for a ball game, you would you would get cynicism at its highest and Dan, level. Honestly, Dan, I, you're the type of dude we love to hear from because neutral is great for yeah. us as you know from listening we don't get a lot of neutral here on sound off so thank you man it's great yeah, no. insight and i wish more iowa state fans would call in but i mean they love to hate themselves to watch their team so i mean it, they're kind of used to it and real quick dan too. i'll tell you the second conversation i wanted to have with you i jumped to the third one about paying to be a fan of a school uh is about the quality of sound off there's a real formula to this there, there's a definite formula home games were good we got the captive audience yeah. on I-80. You can beat Northern Iowa by 24, and you're going to get calls for two hours. It's going to be awesome. Any loss, any loss, this show is absolute must-listen radio. Oh, yeah, I, I listen I listen anyway, and I always wonder if it's the same fans that will call in happy will call in, you know, like I said, on the edge of oblivion the next week. So, All right, Dan, thanks. Appreciate it, buddy. Have a great Have night. Have a good one, guys. Yep. It's quarter to one. What the hell are you doing? That's the thing. He's not even a fan of the Hawkeyes, and he was still. And he's up a quarter to one. That's awesome, Dan. Mark in Des Moines. Welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Guys, quick question for you. Yes. I will play in Wisconsin next week. Yep. Wisconsin has their coach who's been there, what, three years from Pittsburgh, Chris? They're ranking the top five. Yeah. Ferenc has been there for, what, 19 years? And they started off the poll ranked at, like, what, 40? Uh, no, they were th- about 32, maybe, I think it is. Okay, well, I mean, he's the godfather of the Big Ten. Don't you think that he should be doing more? Well, Mark, this program? that's an interesting debate because I've I've always said that Iowa should be ranked in the top 25 every single year. There's no there's no reason for it. Uh, for exactly. some reason, and a little, there is a little fan apathy. They like the they like 
um, the consistency. They're okay with seven, eight wins, and then jump up to the nine, ten wins. So it, it's it's about expectations. Now I will say that this that Paul Christ he inherited. Wisconsin hasn't been down for a long time, right? right? I mean, he inherited a machine that just kept going, and he's been able to keep that machine. Bar- Barry's going. machine. Yeah, yeah, I mean, so it's an extension of of Barry Alvarez, then to Brett Bielema. Into that was it Anderson? Anderson, Anderson right. it was for two years or one year, and then Chris comes in. So I mean, it's it's basically as long as Barry Alvarez is the athletic director, it's like Barry Alvarez is still running the football program. That's the way I look at it. Understandable, but I mean, Kirk's been there nineteen years. Why is an Iowa machine? Well, you know, I would say the, they are. It's just not. It's a it, different machine, right? It's it hasn't been the. 10-11 win machine. Yeah. It's been the 8-9-10 win machine. I mean, I, I do look at it, Mark, as Iowa has put together some uh, amazing talent. I mean, look at the number of guys that you have in the NFL, and I know that doesn't it doesn't mean anything when you're a Hawkeye fan that wants to go to the Rose Bowl every year and Big Ten championships and play in the college football playoff. But give the guy, I mean, and I know you're giving him credit by saying he's the godfather and all those things. He's accomplished that a passive hell of a lot. All right, thanks, Mark. Appreciate thanks, it. Thanks, Mark. Two eight four ten forty. Two eight four ten forty. Reach out to us on Twitter at SoundOffWHO. Boy, yeah, I haven't heard this song in a while. Doesn't really make me want to listen to it. This is the Jethro's Barbecue SoundOff on News Radio ten forty WHO. Your turn, Hawkeye fans. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Sponsored by HawkeyeNation.com, GNL Clothing, and Schottenkirk Chevrolet. And it's all over. Mark Farley and Kirk Ferentz greet at center field, wish each other well the rest of the year. And the final score, the Hawks 38-14, to defeating you and I to get to 3-0 for the non-conference. And now one Saturday home game left in September, but is it a big one as Wisconsin comes calling next Saturday night? 7 o'clock kickoff. You'll hear it right here on News Radio 1040 WHO pregame with Jim Albrecht and uh, Gary Dolphin. Starts at 5, kickoff at 7 o'clock. Uh, the Jethro's Barbecue. Se- 7.30. I thought it was 7 o'clock. I want to check that because I thought I heard Gary say as they were signing off, Kickoff at seven thirty, pregame at five thirty. Oh, I I thought it was seven o'clock. Wouldn't that be the ABC game at seven? Uh, at seven thirty. Oh, that's late. I said seven or I mean, oh man, that's a really late night. <laughs> it's on Fox. So I had my networks messed up yeah, too. Yeah, Fox at seven thirty. Seven thirty. That's right. Game gets over at ten thirty. Post game till midnight. Post game till midnight. We're on until two in the morning. Andrew Downs and Travis Justice bringing you sound off till two a.m. He'll come strolling in at like eleven fifty. Here's the thing: Andrew's going to be a lot more positive about stuff than I am. Yeah, I know yeah. that's true. His he won't have any cynicism. He's, he's not a cynical guy. He's so you got about uh, seven more minutes to get your phone call. And I apologize. Uh, thanks for proving me wrong that I got the time wrong uh, and the network wrong in the game next week. It's all right. Man. For some reason, we, we all forget. Really, seven thirty. Seven thirty. Wow. Uh, Troy on Sound Off WHO says uh, that last color was crazy. Northern Illinois never nearly beat Utah, and Iowa State played uh, point for point with Oklahoma for a while. To say they haven't been tested by good teams is crazy. Those two teams are better than the first two teams Wisconsin played, at least in my opinion. Those two teams are better than the than the two teams that Wisconsin has played. Uh, Wisconsin played Western Kentucky 
New Mexico, and BYU. So he might be right in that. Okay. Yeah, pretty close there, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 I mean, Northern Iowa obviously falls short of the BYU, but Iowa State's a better team than New Mexico. Now, since you interrupted me last time I was trying to go oh, through this, sorry. let me uh, get through these Big Ten scores, because it wasn't a great day for the Big Ten. No, it was a horrible mean. day for the uh, Big Ten. Missouri beat Purdue uh, 40-37. Iowa beat Northern Iowa 38-14. Akron beat Northwestern. That's a bad loss for Pat Fitzgerald. It's a it's a bad loss. Lost to Akron 39-34. Ohio State goes on the road to beat TCU. Urban Meyer is going to be back next week. 40-28 to the final. Uh, Wisconsin got beat by BYU uh, 24-21. Penn State rolls over Kent State 63-10. Michigan over SMU 45-20. Kansas, Rock Chalk, beats Rutgers 55-14. I only say that because my son attends the University of Kansas. Uh, he, he texted me today, Ross, in the middle of the game, and he goes, Rutgers is so bad, Dad. And he goes, it is just sad to watch how bad a football he's watching. Can't, we all know how good Kansas is or how bad Kansas, Kansas is. is. I mean, it's, it's laughable. Yeah, it it has, been. has been. It has been. Up until this is Dave. Dave Beatty had won three games in his first three years. Total. 55-14. to 14. That's bad. Uh, Indiana over Ball State, 38-10. How about Temple beating Maryland? I mean, Maryland opens the season with a win over Texas, who beat USC tonight. And Maryland loses at home to Temple, 35-14. Nebraska loses at home to Troy, amazing, 24-19. Row Your Boat beats uh, Miami. I'm talking about Minnesota, uh, 26-3. And, 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 and you're talking about Miami of Ohio. Yeah, Miami of Ohio. Yeah, yeah. And then South Florida, the Bulls over Lovey Smith in Illinois, 25-19. So, so let's just take a step back. Yeah, go ahead, Mitch. Oh, Mitch, sorry. I got two things for you guys. First off, I saw the Kansas uh, win today. First yeah. time they won back-to-back games since 2011. Wow. Back-to-back wins first time since 2011. I want to ask you guys this. Since Wisconsin loses to BYU, and a lot of people are already kind of forecasting what lies ahead next weekend, what do you think the line's going to be come Monday? It's even right now. Question. It's a pick-em right it is, now. It is really? a pick-em right now. It's a pick-em okay. right now. That's I would say, and here's what's going to happen. If it's a pick-em right now, Mitch, um, I would say Vegas is going to give Kinnick one to two points. So right, I, right. I would expect Iowa to be at minus one or minus and, two. And you think it's safe, and Mitch, you're, you have a friend that is a little bit more in, intrigued by this stuff, but don't you then think it's safe to assume, since Wisconsin is a national favorite, they were kind of a playoff favorite, the money pours in on Wisconsin, and you see that line slide a little bit? I'd like to see if the money pours in on the over-under. I wonder where that over-under is going to sit. Is it going to be about 45, 44? Mm. You read that my seems... mind. I was thinking it's going to be like somewhere between 45 and yeah. at the high end, like 48 and yeah. a half, I would see. As like I know high. you don't know me that well, but I kind of geek out on the big gambling stuff too so it's yeah i'm probably my friend does too <laughs> is, it, is your friend you no nah, <laughs> it's okay it's, it's now, one o'clock it's, in the morning mitch it's, it's all right it's, dude. it's me okay it's, it's legal me. it's, it's me. legal in the united states of america now it's going to be legal in iowa in Got, months is it yes i, 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 I can't we, wait are we going to get this approved I hope uh, so. You know, we yeah, we'll look at Jake Highfield's the dude that's writing the bill, so right. we'll try I, to get him on. I hope it gets through. Chat about. It. I would like. You know what? Well, I'm not going to be here the off week because I'm going to go down to Lawrence and see my kid. But that would be it. I, I would like to have that some late night discussion on sound off. Be fun. It would be. Um, maybe the big question we didn't get to it last week. Three and zero, and I put this on one of my Twitter polls earlier in the week. Uh, should Iowa be ranked? And I'm going to tell you, no. Even at 3-0, and I was not going to be ranked in the top 25 this week. 
I'm okay with Iowa. So am I. I don't think they've earned it. I mean, yes, you can say that um, Northern Illinois and Iowa State are good wins, and they are good wins, but I still don't think it's done anything to stand out. If you beat Wisconsin, you'll be in the top 25. I feel like the the Bill Murray character in Meatballs, man. It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. I've never seen the Meatballs. Oh, dude, come on. That's one of the great motivational speeches of all time. (laughs) Maybe I have seen Meatballs, but I'm getting older and I'm starting to forget a lot more now. It's a summer camp movie, though. You don't forget those. I mean, they, they take the camp counselor and they put him on the, the mattress. About 1978, and they, they float his bed out into early the lake. Early 80s? Yeah, early 80s. Any nudity? I don't think so. No? I don't think I'd have been allowed to see it early 80s. Mm. Well, my dad showed me Slapshot. What am I saying? Yeah. <laughs> Old time hockey, <laughs> right? We got uh, both kinds of hockey players here. We got the old guard and a college graduate. <laughs> what a great movie! Yeah, I, but I don't think I was ranked this. Way. I, and again, it just doesn't matter. It, just like the undefeated season, when all season long we were hearing people like Colin Cowherd bash on the Hawkeyes, the fake idea of college football. It just doesn't matter. You go twelve and zero, and you go to the Big T- Big Ten championship game. You've got your destiny in your hands. It doesn't matter if you're ranked 14th in the country. If you go to the Big Ten title and you beat Ohio State, you're going to the college football playoff. So it just doesn't matter if on September 22nd the Hawkeyes are ranked. I would agree with you. I mean, that, I mean I, if you keep winning, you're going to be ranked before the exactly season's Exactly right. And it will happen eventually, and by the end of the season, it's going to shake out anyway. It does not matter if you're ranked in September. Before I let you go, uh, because we've got about a minute left, uh, biggest surprise in college football day to you? Uh, I think Wisconsin. I, I thought yeah. Wisconsin was a really good football team. I expected them to be undefeated coming into Kinnick Stadium. That one shocked me. I thought Nebraska was not going to struggle uh, today with Troy Akron beating Northwestern. I mean, I think they all sit in the Big Ten, quite frankly. Well, I'm, I'm going to go outside the Big Ten. I'm actually going to go to the SEC. And I think LSU going to Auburn and winning. Yes, was good a, one. It was a pretty darn good Fun one. Fun game to watch, man. Malzahn, a dude that was on the hot seat a year ago. And and the, the Herm Edwards love may be stopping soon as San Diego State, with about four minutes to go, leads Arizona State 28-14. Well, Arizona State will drop out of the top 25. Maybe I will get in. Who knows? Could be. Eno Benjamin, 21 yards on 13 carries. Have a great Sunday.